0: I'm Amy Weber, and welcome to my podcast, Amy Weber Unleashed. Today, we are so privileged to have Jeannie Sanders in the house. Thanks, Amy. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I love a girl, a woman in yellow. It always actually screams out positivity. I know we're going to talk a lot about that today.
1: Awesome. Well, that's what they tell me. Yellow is positivity. It's happy, joyous, fun. It is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it brightens everything. I think so. Yeah. Yeah unfortunately my my husband was flipping houses and he had this color that he thought was good for the wall and it was called navajo white Uh and unfortunately for that it got a little bit yellow so that didn't necessarily work out work out well no it's just like when the light came on or was was it just just yeah all the time super yellow he (laughs) thought it was white and we would have this argument i'm like that's actually not white he goes it's a form of white i go it's Actually, it's not a form of white. Note to self, Navajo. Navajo white. Navajo white is yellow. Swiss coffee is a much nicer color. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so on to the positivity. It's funny because um, I fly out here to Vegas to do the podcast. And, you know, people always ask, like, what are you reading? What's in your what's in your purse? And I always I have two books right now. And one is The Secret and the other one is um, A Life of Gratitude. Okay. And so I know we're going to have a lot to discuss today because for me, I feel like um, it's so important, you know, how you take the world in, how you take other people in and it can affect you tremendously and you have to make a choice. You do. It is a choice in life. I know we all have had sort of our shit that we've been through, but you still have a choice whether you're going to let that knock you down forever or whether you're going to let that make you grow as a human being. And so I kind of want to hear, you know, how you got positivity in your life. Have you always been like this and, and how this came about for you?
1: Yeah, that's a It's a great question and a deep question. And I think it would be naive to say I always, you know, lived with grat or I always lived with gratitude, but positivity, right? Because I think as you get older, you start defining it, you understand it. But I think if you ask people in my life, my parents, my friends, my family, my network, they would say she's always lived with that positive perspective. Oh, nice. Right. And that is true. So I've always tried to be the person that that doesn't say, you know, I lost a family member. Now I'm going to spend time with my family, you know, I lost movement in my leg. And so now I'm going to be more active. I've always tried not to do that so that Mm -hmm. I'm always living, trying to live in the moment and with positivity and also gratitude. So So it doesn't take these giant aha moments for you to make you realize that you've, you know, you should every day kind of practice that. I think so. Absolutely. And it hasn't, it hasn't taken that. And I think also my life, which is kind of funny, I don't think I've had, and probably if you've asked other people, I've had those moments that have knocked me down, but my perspective tells me I haven't had those big tragic moments, but I have lots of little crazy random things that's all, you know, always happened to me my whole life. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a combo. I, you know, I had great parents growing up. I had Um, a great network. And, um, you know, I, when I started working in corporate America, great mentors, worked with great people. So, um, you know, my parents taught me at a very early age, there was like a really fine balance with my mom and my dad. My dad was the fun, gregarious, (laughs) you can do anything you want and it's fine, no problem. My mom set very high expectations for us, but it was all built on love. And so I think that good foundation of faith and family and you know that really helped. I it's think, kind of with amazing.
0: I sort of had the opposite. I had a very uh, tumultuous childhood, a very abusive childhood, a very neglectful childhood. So I had really no one lifting me up or saying. But I still managed to get to the place. So I always wonder, like, how is it? Is it you know? Is it taught? Is it just ingrained in you? Is it in your DNA? Someone that can basically turn um, lemons into mm, into lemonade. lemonade. And so it's it's interesting to hear that you did have wonderful parents that were obviously supportive of you and, you know, lighthearted and and really didn't take life for granted like a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I had the opposite, but managed to find my way. And I think, but for me, it was really through some of these really tough kind of experiences Mm -hmm. um, that dealing with cancer, a lot of things that I went through that I realized, listen, um this is it. We've got this life as far as we know and it's up to us to make it what, you know, we want. Absolutely. And it's same thing with our bodies, right? It's like you kind of got this one vessel, so what are you putting into it? How are you treating it? And um I was I was even reading this morning like how to give up sugar because I eat pretty well, but Mm -hmm. I know sugar is literally like the devil. It is. It ages you. It's just really bad. I mean, I know why we eat it because it raises, right, our our levels and makes us feel really good. But um, I know in the end of the day, it's really detrimental to ourselves.
1: It is. It is. And I'm actually, I know we spoke briefly before we started about, you know, even alcohol. And alcohol has so much sugar in it. Yes. That's a big one. So wine and, oof. Right, so you don't do you you don't drink usually, or do you have something that's just very low? No, I mean, I'm trying not to drink wine because of the sugar. So you know, I just had a baby last July, and I didn't obviously drink at all. Right. Um, and so I was on a pretty good kick. I mean i I had the baby, and I lost 43 pounds in two weeks. Wow, it was crazy after you had the baby after I had the baby. Oh my goodness. I had so much water weight. So, but that with no drinking for over nine months, it was. So, you know, I really think I want to get back to the no drinking. Oh my goodness. Back to the positivity. I admire people um, because I don't really have that story. And so, when you say, is it ingrained in you? Is it in your DNA? interesting because we both had different backgrounds right. but you know you're able to come and turn this around and now speak so beautifully about positivity and read gratitude and the secret so it isn't what do you think do you think it's in dna i'm just i'm i think the big part of this
0: podcast was really trying to figure people out figuring out why is one person successful and another one isn't given the same opportunities you know mm-hmm. what is it i know a lot of it is definitely mindset it is and so I'm always like attitude of gratitude. You know, that's one of my biggest hashtags that I use on social media is an attitude of gratitude. Because no matter what, I have to find something to be thankful for. Right. Um, because I just know, again, um, and, and, you know, it's I am at that point where it is hard sometimes, you know, to practice what I preach. Because there will be times when I'm thinking, okay, I'm manifesting and I'm really seeing exactly what I want. I'm feeling it as if it's really happening because I know that we're all made of energy Mm -hmm. and the brain doesn't understand whether things are happening now or whether they're going to happen in the future. So if you act as if they're happening now, you somehow will find a way to make these things happen. And so, but just every now and then, you know, I'll have like a few little setbacks and then that Mm -hmm. faith, you have to have that kind of unwavering faith that everything you're doing is right and everything that you're doing is going to produce sort of the fruitful life that, you know, you have for you and your family and your children. And every now and then just (laughs) getting punched in the face right and left and I'm like, there goes the faith you know, right, know what i mean right. i'm like oh i gotta start from scratch you know and then i start again i'm like first foot on the floor in the morning thank and the second foot is you and that's really Absolutely. yeah what i'm trying to do i love it so tell me how are you using are you using your positivity um do you have a group or do you have um you know something that you're inspiring others i'm really trying to inspire awesome. others through my podcast because look Um, if you can kind of go through the life I've been through and some of the circumstances that I think would bury a lot of people, um, I didn't, you know, I look statistically and I think, okay, I probably should have been a drug addict Hmm. or possibly a prostitute, right? Looking for that attention. There's so many things that I maybe should have gone down, but I didn't go down that road. I went down the road of perfection. Mm-hmm. That in itself is not necessarily a good thing right. because you have to give yourself a little bit of grace, especially when you have kids. Absolutely. Because there is no perfect in kids. I mean, I think my kids are perfect, but I mean, gosh, the, the house is not going to be perfectly clean. Right. And dinners, dinners aren't going to be perfect. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, I, I think you're not always going to have every single ingredient. You know, all of a sudden my, my daughter will pop up with, I want to make muffins. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know what right. I mean? I may not have the exact right. ingredients, and then you've got that whole mom guilt. So I'm just right. curious how you help, um, or possibly helping others just through you know your walk
1: of life. Sure. Um, so one thing that you just said I wanna to touch on, a term I use or a saying is, think excellence, not perfection. And so throughout my career, now I own my own business. But before that, I worked for Siemens for 21 years. Wow. Yeah. So I was in corporate America, and I had a phenomenal career. I loved it. And so I'm taking pieces of my successes, but then also pitfalls and things to you know, help other people with along the way, mm-hmm. um, or even just in transformations and transitions, basically, like transitioning from corporate America to owning your own business, or I got married at 40, I had my first baby at 43, so talking through those types of things, but I had a lot of really awesome leadership opportunities and um, one was Women Unlimited. And that was one of the 10 principles we learned was think excellence, not perfection. When, you know, moms, wives, business owners, yeah. excellence is everything is perfect to a T. Perfection is I sit down with my family for dinner. Right. You know, excellence is the house is or perfection is, you know, profe- excellence is your home with your family. Perfection is the house looks exactly perfect all the time. So when I started the business, it's funny because I always joked, it's not called perfection of positivity, it's practice, right? We're practicing medicine. We're practicing playing the piano. We're practicing volleyball. So we're practicing positivity. So I do think we're always practicing it, right? No one's perfect at it. And we never get there. I mean, there is no end to this. I would
0: hope not. There's no ceiling to how positive you can be or how impactful you can be for
1: other people. Right. And I think, I think the word positive sometimes gets lost in translation with like fluff and fluffy life coach. I think everything's fine. Right. And it's not. So I often say it's not a naive positivity. It's a realistic positive you know, positivity and it's I think strong leaders, coaches, you know, executives, um, people who do great things live with gratitude. Right. right? And they have the positivity. So I hope that I'm doing this every day, you know, in my personal life with my family, with my friends. I'm I try to live outwardly so that I'm showing, you know, when I'm talking, when I'm driving, when I'm doing all these things. Of course, no one's perfect. We yes. all have road rage. Yes. But um, you know, that we're that I'm doing that in a business sense. What I've put together is a program called GRIT, and it's called Go Reinvigorate Intrinsic Talents. And it's a mouthful. So I always say it's a mouthful, but it's even better when you're doing it. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it's funny because I originally wanted it to be girls reinvigorating intrinsic talents. It was going to be focused on just women. And I did a program, um, had my husband with me. And we, a lot of feedback pe- folks came back and said, you guys really should offer this to men and women. Um, and as it turned out, it started to be more of a corporate program. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm in this space now where, um, you know, it's individuals and teams and small companies and large companies. But the whole idea is I genuinely believe in the goodness of people. So I don't think that if there's someone out there that has done bad things, I don't think that they're a bad person. I feel like it's through circumstance or situation that that has happened right
0: absolutely I it's funny because when I my children were I live in Los Angeles my children were probably four or five years old and we were living in a very sort of wealthy bubble and I just needed them I was raised on a small farm in Illinois and I just needed them to understand that this is not exactly what life is there's right. so much more and there's a lot of things and people that are going through their own struggles and so I took them to this place I mean, people are like you're so inappropriate I'm like I need them to see this so there's a place downtown um that is called um oh my gosh uh it's it's a place that um, makes bread and baked goods and it gives gang members a oh, wow. second chance oh wow and so um, I want to say it's Proud Boys. It's not the Proud Boys, um, but it's something uh, similar uh, t- to that. And so what they do is they have um, tattoo removal for free. Oh wow! And so you know these are people that they want a second chance. They understand I kind of made some bad decisions and some choices. I'm living with the consequences of that, mm-hmm. but I want to turn over a new leaf, and I want to. And I wanted my kids to hear from these people that said. Yes, I started hanging around maybe with some influential people, not in a good way, and I did some really bad things. But now that I realize I, that's not who I was, and I want the chance to turn this around and do good things. Oh, it's called Homeboy Industries. Oh, that's wow. That's what it's called, Homeboy Industries. So yeah, my daughter had like a little little homegirl shirt. Oh, a home cute. Boat. Yeah, a sweatshirt. But um, people thought, why would you, oh my gosh, how, you know, like the people in the uh-huh. why would you take your children? I thought- They need to be exposed. Absolutely. Because this is the world that we live in because we're a melting pot of people. And that's what makes us so interesting. And, you know, I think for them, they can learn a huge lesson, you know, maybe better for them to learn through someone else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to. So they don't have to make their own. Yes. They are going to, they are going to trip, right? Life is not perfect and I cannot protect them from the world. But, you know, again... I I just I love the fact that people are starting maybe to understand that we all are sort of made of energy, mm-hmm. right? And I was trying to say this to my kids the other day, like, they're like, what do you mean, mom? I'm like, you know, we studied energy because I homeschool now. And you were explaining about, you know, how energy can affect other energy. And I go, haven't you ever been really happy? And then you walk into a room and someone is having just this, you know, really shit day. And suddenly your happiness is gone and you (laughs) don't understand you didn't make it go away you're suddenly not unhappy but it's it's like the it got sucked out of you it's that's that transference of energy so i mean i just for me even i think no matter how bad of a day i'm having it's like i'm gonna just i have to
1: find that place because i'm gonna come into contact with other people and god forbid you don't want to be that person i don't want to be you want to uplift i do right and so and that's another message for your kids seeing those individuals it's the people you're around are it's hugely important yes. right for our own energy but our ambitions our goals you know yes. I'm, I'm saying the same thing to my kids you know there's a reason why they say birds of a feather flock together it's not being judgy it's not it's just i want to be around those people who love who support who encourage yes. who live life who love life who love living life right right and and keep going so i think it's great i think yeah. it's awesome you take your kids thank to you see no
0: it is important i mean look they say that right now the um you know the five songs you're listening to and the five people that you spend the most time with that is what is going to affect the next 5 years of your life and so you know it's not about again like you said kicking people to the curb but maybe there are people in your life that just don't their eyes haven't been open sure. to the possibilities that you have the power to change your life yeah absolutely like it's decisions right 100% and choices yes. and stuff that we do
1: my mother told me at a very young age do as much as you can for yourself to create options so you're in the power of choosing, right? So right. she would say, for example, in school, get the best grades you possibly can. So when you graduate, you know, you are, well, middle school or high school, so you can choose from the college you'd like to attend, right? right? Instead of having one option, you have 10 or 15. And so you're in the choice and then do well in college. So you choose your career and, and, And that's been something I've held to me as well because it's
0: choices. That's really good. That's really good, like, advice to give someone.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, so keep doing the best you can. And, you know, also my mom was a very strong female and wanted me to, you know, she used to dance around the house and say, oh, you don't need a man, you know, grill out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can she adopt me? (laughs) She's awesome. She's awesome. She's
1: still, you know, I still call her, what's this vocab word? You know, I mean, she's so
0: incredible. I
1: try so hard to literally
0: be, you know, to mirror you know, the way that other people should be treated. Not just like do as I say and not as I do. It's like do as I do. Right. You know, and I try really hard with my kids. Same thing. Like every day when they were going to school, it'd be like, look, um, you can do anything you want. Absolutely. I will always have your back no matter you know don't think it's crazy you just have to come to me and let me know if you've got some dream or some idea if you want to
1: start a business whatever it is I'll make yeah. sure that I can help you know get those resources I for love you. it and also we say the same thing and we say in our house is the safe place which is normal yes. for parents to say but we say uh, and then also challenges if you have questions challenges uncertainties we want this place to be a free we want you to we want to hear this yeah judgment come free come to us yeah come to us it's okay because the five people I'm around are my husband my stepson, Josh, my stepdaughter, though I call them my son and daughter. They right. call me mom. So um, my baby, Stevie, yeah. and my dog. So those are the five people I've been wow. around. How so about you? Who are your five? No,
0: it's so interesting. Right? I mean, I its i have so many peers and people being at the agency, you know, um, which is a pretty big brokerage in Los Angeles. And um, there's so many people that I work with that I respect. And, i you know, they're my peers. But as far as, like, just my circle... Can right. I drink your sip of coffee? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. you can do anything you want. <laughs> There's no rules. I didn't here. know if <laughs> I'd be gulping. It's okay if you if you you are. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, there uh, there were you know so many people that say, oh, you know, your circle is so small. But I'm like, it's small for a reason because you know you start to see that people that you thought really had your back, you know, really have their own sort of jealousy, weird issues. Um, There's been so many times I've tried to add to my team, and then it's sort of like I start to see, you don't have the same work ethic as me. You don't treat people the same way. I mean, I even say we haven't done open houses for so long, and for a long time, I didn't do that many of them because I always had, you know, buyer's agent. But I do love doing open houses because I love meeting new people. I want to hear from them. I want to hear their stories. I want to... I wanna to get to know like how people are making it through life or what mm-hmm. put a smile on their face. Like mm-hmm. I'm really interested in human beings. And, and so it's funny, I was trying to explain like, okay, you can go to one open house and you can just have this super bitchy agent and then for some reason you're like, I don't know, this house just doesn't feel right. Right. But then like I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" I'm just right. so happy. And I'm not saying like, "Oh, I come with the house," but I just feel <laughs> like the minute you walk in, that first impression is so important. It is. Um with everything. And that's why I think I'll be in the grocery store and someone I don't even know, I'll start a conversation because I'm trying to be, you know, get out of my shell a little bit and I'll be like Wow, I didn't know that you know grapefruit were in season. You know, just mm-hmm. someone's behind me with their basket. And she's like, "Yeah, I, I, I think you know all the melons are coming back." And, and then she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "My husband's divorcing me," and I'm like, "Okay." Wow, I don't know where that. But people feel comfortable yes. telling me very private things. Um, I, I'm not quite sure why. There's just something about me that I'm sort of just, there's this energy yes, around me. I there think there is. This safe energy that people feel like they can confide in me. Yeah. So, yeah, so my circle is definitely yeah, my husband and my two kids. I have a few other select friends that I kind of let in. But other than that, I'm not that person that needs to be surrounded by, like, th- 30 girlfriends right. taking a photo for Instagram when I know that basically 28 of them go home and are just talking shit about me anyways. Yeah. So I, I posted something in the other day. I'm like, you know, I go, sometimes people talk
1: about you because they have lost the privilege to talk to you. Sure. Yeah. Or they don't know what else to talk about because we know that intelligent people talk about things and topics and then right. unintelligent talk about other people. Other people. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. maybe they've just lost some stuff to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And so you're just that you're that awesome. Oh there, my gosh, you know. you're so sorry. <laughs> I used to say that a lot. Of I'll, I'll tell I'm, my kids I'm awesome.
0: <laughs> um, it's interesting. I actually was an older mother. I don't. I, I hopefully will lose this term soon enough because more and more people are having kids. Um, I was told at 22 I would not be able to have children because I had cancer and the type of cancer I had. My mom was giving was given a drug when she was pregnant, oh, wow. which also caused infertility in me. So I really I moved. I did not know that existed. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm a wow. DES baby. Okay, so I'm one of just thousands of babies not everyone got cancer but i oh. unfortunately did and you're okay i'm okay now okay. yes Good. i'm 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 great and i've moved mountains to have you know these twins but being an older i got married at 30 gosh 36 37 so had my kids that got pregnant at 38 okay and then 39 is when i delivered okay so do you're you, close close i'm very yeah. close yep. and i know it's funny because i worry that I guess sometimes, even though I'm super active and I work out, I mean, I'll go play soccer with my son and after I make like two, three goals, I'm just like, <sighs> knees hurt, <laughs> <Right> <laughs> my back. I'm thinking, oh my, god, and I feel guilty, like, oh my gosh, this is this bad? Am I somehow, I do play with them, but I don't know. But then I think there's gonna be younger moms that are they haven't lived a full life and they're out there still trying to experience things mm-hmm. for themselves. And then not necessarily neglecting, but just not really giving that undivided attention right. that we maybe are able to give, because right. we kind of got that
1: out of our system. I think so. Do you think that bodes, too? I do, 100%. Yes. Though, I think, you know, look at what we're doing. I just started a business after 21 years in corporate America. You're now doing the podcast. Yes. So we still have goals. We still have ambitions. And I think that's... We're not w- dead. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. But no, I do. I think so. Because we've, we've done a lot, you know, maybe extra travels that we may not do, you know, global travels and experiencing those things, um, which I hope to still do. But um, yeah, I think so. I I did not, I never thought I would have a baby at this age. And it was a big surprise. We had done IVF. So I met my husband in 2015 skydiving. Um, And it was an unplanned skydiving. Wait, was was he
0: like the person on your back or? Yes. He was. Oh, he was. Yes. (laughs) That is a really good. I always
1: wondered if that because that fear, that connection that you make instantly. Oh, my gosh. So I landed and I said, so I was there speaking to a group of girls and talking what I talk. And I one of the three C's of my business is connector. So we have a whole nother connection topic to talk about you and I, because Anyway, it's Culture Connected Courageousness because I believe in connection and everything you're saying is I've been talking about this my whole life and here okay. you are. Yeah. So, um, so I was speaking to this group of women and... I just talked about courageousness, and they said, "Okay, so these Navy SEALs are here, and now we're going to go skydiving." And I said, "No, no, no, no. Let's talk. <laughs> let's <laughs> talk about goal set. I came here to speak. I did, you know, I'm not skydiving." So lo and behold, they said, "But why wouldn't you? You just talked about courageousness. He's a Navy SEAL." I'm like, "That's a good point." I pulled him aside. Long story short went tandem skydiving, landed and a camera came up to me. Friends of ours were running this program very similar to what we do now, you know, with, you know, different aspects. And I said, I know that I'm supposed to say something intelligent about my experience and getting out of my comfort zone, but hold on. I go, I think I love you. And I looked to my husband, he goes, I'm single. And so then you fast, I know fast forward, he wrote me a letter and sent me skydive t-shirts and his business card. And it was like, a month after that where he you know came to Florida and I ended up moving here that next summer and then we got married
0: that's amazing in 2017. yeah so he was a Navy SEAL so was yeah. he a Navy SEAL prior to you guys meeting
1: oh yes he was 24 years active duty oh my gosh yeah and he then must have some stories he's got great stories he share good. them with you or does he keep that both a little, yeah both I learned I I uncover little pieces at a time. And it's really interesting. He has story time with our daughter, Stevie Faith. So if he puts her to bed, he has said, she loves my stories. And I said, if I heard that one, he goes, no, you've not heard that one. I said, well you're not gonna traumatize her. She's not telling oh really God. bad stories, right? But no So I had this machine. Yeah, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. No, he would never do that. No. So I moved here. I had no idea he lived in Vegas. You know, I was thirty eight years in Florida and my whole thing was I'll never leave for someone who isn't as good or better than my family. I love my family. Wow. I love my network. I love my girlfriend. What
0: part of Florida are you did they live in? Clearwater. Okay. Clearwater and Orlando. I went to college in Orlando. You did? Where? I did. University of Central
1: Florida. Me too. Really? Yes. I graduated ninety nine. I took one extra semester because I, I moved didn't to Japan. Graduate. <laughs> I quit. I was a psych major and I was just like, okay, I'm just this
0: is I don't know why. Oh I'm gosh. doing this to make everyone else happy. I don't want to be here. I quit, took on three jobs, and got on the 10 freeway. And oh, my gosh. I didn't know anyone in California. I just knew I had Wait, to Wait, so go. are you from Florida? I'm from Illinois. Okay. But then I, my parents moved us to Florida when I started high school. Okay. So we were in Ocala, okay. Florida. Yeah. And then I went to college in Orlando for oh a while gosh. and then came to California, and the rest is history.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, we have a UCF Florida girl. Connection. I know. I love
0: it. Yeah, I was born and raised. That's crazy. Yeah. So the, actually, the hot air out here must be, it was pretty shocking, right? Very shocking. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I got off the flight and was, you know. Although I don't miss taking a shower and then stepping out and feeling like, why did I just waste 20 minutes of my time no. in Florida?
1: And then our makeup and hair is like frizzy. <laughs> right. Here oh you gosh. can sweat. And you're like, oh, it's that tickle, you know. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's you're sweating, but you don't feel it, you know. Right. It's like, but long That's story gosh. short, my husband and I ended up moving here. And we inherited, I say his kids because they were with his um, ex-wife in Virginia. So we got them three months before. And I was, you know, at 40 years old, I thought, well, this, this is God's plan for me to raise and be mom to these kids. And that's awesome. I'll take it, right? Living life with gratitude. He's given me these two beautiful children. They need me as mom. And then um, we did two years of IVF, and it was awful it was so awful oh my gosh the hormones and the drugs and everything yep I mean I threw chicken across the house you know like I (laughs) killed a snake with a with a broom (laughs) like the the head of the snake it wasn't even a poisonous
0: snake the head of the snake was so flat like flatter than a piece of like paper because you smashed it I smashed it because hormonally my dogs were barking something and my husband just thought you've got problems. And I go, no, I have hormones. I don't have problems. I literally like all the injections and then they had put, I look like someone threw me down a
1: stair. The (laughs) bruises were so bad. Did you do your injections yourself or did your husband do them? He started them and then I started, Doing them. And then there was one time, one of my best girlfriends who lives here, Beverly, she had to give me my HCG in my butt. Uh So we've got great pictures. You know, she's got like this, she's like, I can't mess this up. So she's marking me and she's like, you know, but yeah. That's amazing. We
0: actually, we were, um, we were going through it during our wedding.
1: Oh boy. But no one knew. Okay.
0: And I had to figure out a way to go get my injections in between and I thought, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna look like a diva, but I'm gonna change dresses, which is the perfect excuse to go up. But I didn't have time to ice the area oh, no. because I had to hurry and go back. And I will never remember the moment that I walked into the ballroom and I locked eyes with my husband because he was the only one in that entire. Almost time stopped. Yeah, because he just knew what I had sacrificed. Yeah, wow. To go up. Yeah, well that's yeah. And do that injection. So it was crazy. Yeah. My, um, we, uh, we actually had a lot of loss. I was getting pregnant, but my body—I didn't realize was attacking the fetuses. So my wow. body thought that I had cancer again.
1: So wow. it was basically going in because it recognized it as it just foreign? recognized a foreign yeah. foreign
0: body. Something was happening, so it kind of went on high alert, but. I went to this reproductive immunologist. I didn't know they existed. They study your blood.
1: Isn't it funny and crazy what you learn? What when you go- learn. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second. You ovulate from both sides? Right. It's like you're 17 learning it all. Yes, I have exactly. fallopian tubes for what? I know. I know. And you only have one egg a month? Right. Like, right, what the
0: heck? Right. Um, I actually had... I switched IVF doctors, which is a crazy story, because I had two frozen, um, ba- two frozen embryos, and then I... Had too fresh, and I had to move myself the container with the frozen embryos. I don't know why I thought they would unthaw going from Pasadena oh to Encino. I was driving like a bat out of hell. I like, would imagine. Get out of my way. Right. I mean, literally, I, I was like, I seat belted in the embryo, oh, yeah, <laughs> like the, the ice with the it was just obviously they were not going to unthaw, but um, but yeah, so we uh we had a pretty bad loss at 14 weeks. Oh, I wow. had twins. And that's when, you know, when you go that far along in a pregnancy, they have to do an autopsy because they want to see. Yeah, they want to see what happened. And normally it's going to be chromosomally. There was some, um, you know, irregularity that caused them to not um, basically continue to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. But in essence, um, there was nothing wrong with the with the babies and so they said something's going on with you and then of course here I am with my issues like I'm broken I'm screwed up I'm I'm messing this up and I know you want to be a dad but come to find out again my body was not putting up this protective barrier that Mm -hmm. it needed to to do to protect the kids and so um I went through some pretty Like weird therapy. I mean, my doctor at the time was such a mad scientist. He had no hinges on his doors because he felt like when you heat the lab up to the certain temperature you need to, droplets of oil could potentially go through the air and land on the embryos. Oh, wow. I mean, he really, he put me on human growth hormone. He did just a completely total regimen than what I had done before. And then I went on this IVIG therapy. Okay which is maddening. Most people have never heard of it. It's when you inject tens of thousands of other people's white blood cells into your body to trick your body into thinking it's someone else's body. Okay. And so it's a procedure that takes about six – I had to do it about three times. It takes about six hours to infuse into your – you can't go too fast because literally it will make you go into cardiac arrest. Oh, my gosh. So I had a special nurse ready to restart my heart with – the ep- the pen mm-hmm. just in case, and it literally I cried for six hours straight. It oh was gosh. like pure hell going into my veins. So because it's it thick, burned and, okay, so yeah. badly. Yeah. But I, I just at that point, it's like when you want a baby and you've gone that far. The I don't know. The pain is just. It, it doesn't matter. It's insignificant. It yeah. is. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, ended up with, like, an emergency cerclage at 23 weeks. And then I ruptured at 27 weeks. I stayed pregnant for three weeks in the high risk. And then my daughter's heart stopped. Oh, my gosh. So they had to crash me. And I don't know, just the whole thing. So I always wonder, is it because I'm an older mom that I'm so, like, really trying to inject so much love and life and honesty into my kids? Or is it
1: everything I went through to bring them into this it's world? It's both, I yeah. think. It's definitely both. But it's a lot. It's traumatic. I don't think, and I don't know about you, but I wasn't, I feel like in life, I just do, right? I do things. And right. And now I'm trying to put some meaning behind it. So I'm reading this book, The Art of Impossible, and there's a lot of neuroscience that the author, Stephen Kotler, he talks about the neuroscience behind everything. So they've actually he's actually studied people like my husband, you know, Navy SEAL, CEOs, people like that. You know, why do they do? Back to a question you asked earlier, why do people do? So I've kind of just I just do in life. I just take the step forward and I just try to figure it out. You know, with grit and some grace. And there. so does he think we're born with it? Is that? I think he thinks there's an element of it, yeah.
0: That can basically, or I yeah. mean, obviously, I'm sure even if you're not born
1: with it, there's a way to turn that on, right? I think they're all. Well, I think so, yeah. Or else then, you know, why do we have leadership development courses and trainings? And right. I think there are people who think you can't, teach leadership I think you absolutely can oh you absolutely can. yeah I think so and I but I do think there are people who have an x factor it's kind of goes back to the energy the people who have the energy in the room I think you have that or you don't you know you have the people you want to be around but in terms of um you know, motherhood and what we go through, I don't think anyone could prepare you. Oh my gosh. Right. I, right
0: you read every single book and then they come home and you're just like, F, I, so I, it. I
1: don't know. I, I like, I've had dogs my whole life. So yes. I said to my husband, okay, so what does this look like? Let's talk about, we walk in the house. What's the first thing we do? And he gave me the best advice of anyone. He was like, it's going to be, just listen to her. She's going to talk to you. You talk to her. They're very easy, yeah. you know? If they're hungry, you know. They, you. Whatever, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's very much how our daughter is. She's very easy, but nobody prepared. So, no. I mean, it, the childbirth is unreal.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it was crazy. I know for me, um, they, they were gonna let me try natural childbirth because baby A, which was my daughter, was head down. She was presenting okay. head down. And then um, I specifically actually found a doctor that would let me try to have a, you know, more of a natural childbirth. But when her heart stopped, that all went out the yeah, window. Yeah, all that And it was, cr- they were trying, it was like all the emergency, like the surgery rooms, one had been reserved for us, and then someone snuck in and took it. I was just like... Who does that? Do you know what I mean? Like, really? That happens in <laughs> hospitals? This isn't like a nightclub. Right. Right. This isn't like Dray's or whatever it right. is. Like, you're going to like Dray. pay off the, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. the, the, the VIP the, guy. The VIP guy <laughs> to get in, to get my room. because my, right. my kid's dying. Right. I mean, gonna, I had two groups ready to whisk them to the NICU because wow. they were so early. Um, But yeah, it wasn't a... Uh, yeah, it wasn't like that, oh, my God, oh, and he cries, and they put the baby. It yeah. was nothing like that, you know, what you would see in a movie. Right. And I was in the indus- industry for 30 <laughs> years. So, I mean, I know it's fake, but I still had some weird obsession that that's how it was right. going to be. You're fit, and you're just going to push, and yes. the babies are going to come out. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They actually, uh, when they put the epidural, they had to because they had to cut me open. Um they start moving the table. I'd never seen this before. And I kept feeling the scalpel. Oh, my god!
1: Can gosh. you feel it? Can you feel
0: it? I was like, I don't care. I was screaming. Just cut me open. Right. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. Right? And the like the anesthesia, he's like, you know, don't worry when this is done. I'm going to give you a nice glass of wine. I'm like, I don't care about your effing glass. Just don't. <laughs> please save my – please, c- I, please yes. don't let her die. I just yeah. kept crying like don't let her die. Wow. And when she came out, she didn't cry. Wow. wow and that was tough. Oh yeah, I yeah. bet. That was really tough. Um and they had to restart her heart three times. Oh my
1: gosh. And do they do that right there? Do they take They their, did it right there they okay. had to. Yeah. yeah,
0: I didn't see it because then they're trying to get Levi. My son was stuck under my rib cage because oh, I'm not a big kind of person. Right. He's just floating in his <laughs> embryo. He had no idea what was happening and and he cried. He's like
1: I like the space, yeah, you know.
0: She's gone. He was really little, but um he did cry uh but yeah, it was a really tense situation. It wasn't that beautiful hallmark moment mm-hmm. that everyone sort of, you know, has on Instagram
1: with right. their full face <laughs> of makeup. I was like, oh you know what I mean? Like a hot mess. I was too. I was on all fours at one point. Oh, the yeah. The poor lady behind me and I mean I was throwing up. I was so oh, I was in so gosh. much pain. Yeah. But I actually asked for an epidural and it didn't take. And they oh, tried two more times now. And it's interesting because it was a girl, a woman you know, maybe the day before, because I was induced. So I was there for a while. Oh, gosh. And my husband comes in. He goes, do you hear the screaming? I said, no. He goes, well, apparently that girl's epidural didn't work. And I thought, I didn't even know that was an option. I never had heard that before. Oh, wow. At all, that your epidural was never something that crossed my mind. But now it didn't. No, after
0: the fact, they put this little bag on you, and they put it inside your sort of C-section where they cut you open. And it's supposed to be like a pumping, numbing kind of stuff. That thing didn't work for me Oh, boy. Yeah. I always say like, God bless someone that does a tummy tuck because you can't, that no. space in your body, there's not a single movement sneeze, nothing you can do that does not affect that particular area, which is crazy. Yeah. And I know it's funny cause my, my husband had said, you know, my wife used to be a swimwear model and I'm going to get a plastic surgeon in here to do, to sew her up mm-hmm. so she doesn't have a scar. And then he, oh, he was so, he got so offended. He's like, you can't even see my scar because he so meticulously like sewed me up to make sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I know we've gotten completely, (laughs) but um, (laughs) that's all right. But no, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, interesting raising kids. I think especially in this day and age and everything that they're faced with that, you know, we weren't, you know, as kids, we had our own set, I think of challenges, but even today, you know, my kids are not on social media. They're 12. They just turned 12. Um, I actually, I don't allow them to play uh, video games with guns Mm. yet Mm -hmm. um, because I just need them to understand the consequences Mm
1: -hmm. of guns. Well, and the separation between reality, right? I think a lot of children are, you know, whatever's happening. And I think it's not just video games. I just think in life, I mean, there's a difference. I mean, there's real stuff that happens. There are consequences to to your your actions. actions. Yeah, absolutely. And and we do. It's funny because my husband actually works on Call of Duty. Okay. Um, but he – so our son is 14.
0: Okay, that's different. Right. So yeah. – and he's – And I'm
1: sure he's handled a real gun. He has, and he's very mature, and he understands, but we always are having that conversation. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think, gosh, children right now – and we have 18, 14, and then, you know, 11 wow. months old. I think I saw
0: some special where they did this whole thing with kids, and they said um, – they said, you know, gun safety. They did the whole thing, and they showed the video. And then they go, and they say, oh, go, go get some snacks, right? And they put a prop gun, looked just like a real gun, on the table. They had just sat through an hour of oh, gun, gun safety and what happens and the consequences and kids dying by accident by, you know, going off. And then it didn't take but, like, 60 seconds for one kid to pick that fake gun up. So it's like... I just think, oh, my gosh, it scares me so much. I mean, we have obviously, look, we, we live on a ranch now and we have a gun safe. And, you know, I think that it's everyone's right to, you know, protect themselves from, you know, intruders or things that are happening. Um, I don't take it to the store right. <laughs> or no, anything no like either. that. But, um, but yeah, it is we are definitely living in a, a trying time mm-hmm. of people like we're just so separated yeah like how do we find I know I even said part of the podcast for me it was like I remember telling my mom when I was probably about three or four I'm gonna save the world Mm -hmm. you know and at the time you know she wasn't a very um she did the best she could but was there was really no support and she was like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard (laughs) I remember saying that's the stupidest thing and I didn't understand what that meant but I just thought there's got to be a way
1: for good to just take push over out the bad I agree yeah i keep saying it too
0: and it doesn't like i don't and i don't care what someone's religion is and i don't care what anyone's skin color is and i don't really care what someone's political beliefs are but like just be kind
1: mm-hmm.
0: right just be respectful Absolutely. and be kind right and then we can all get along because we've always look we need to a two-party three-party political system mm-hmm. we need that balance right? Yeah. It's not a dictatorship. I right. mean, we need the balance of different ideas and different like points of view when it comes to everything. Even for me, I tell my kids, we're gonna learn world religion. Because most wars are start. Mm-hmm. It's be- important. Because religion, I want you to see other people's point of view. It may not be yours. Right. But at least if you can understand and respect slightly why they believe they the way they believe like for instance we just learned about south america and we learned about the sun god into mm-hmm. and and back then can you imagine all they knew was this bright sun came up and grew their crops right mm-hmm. and and gave them light and why would they not think that was a god
1: right that's all they knew right. right
0: at that point like you know the the bible hadn't been discovered at that point and so um it's like oh you know you're so stupid for believing that it's like that's all they knew. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Right? So of no, course, you're doing that. when introduced to other things, you know, these people understood that there are other gods out there and they shouldn't be
1: sacrificing their kids yeah. and stuff, to the god, a the sun yes. god. <laughs> that yeah. is not, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, definitely. But I think also, um, you know, and I've heard this other places, but I've been saying this for a long time. It's just get back to the basics. You know, right. I think we've gotten so complicated. You know, in corporate America, we always use like "kiss." You know, keep it simple. I don't like the word "stupid." I don't. We don't say that word. But we don't say that word. No, we don't use it. You know, we stupid. don't say shut up. or stupid. We don't, we don't say shut up. And, right, right. You know. Yeah. All of that. But um, but just keep it simple. You know, I think we really have just overcomplicated yeah. so many things. You know. So you know, it's it's a lot of what we're talking about in our home, but um, you know, also in business. Yeah. Right. We've just. I agree with you. It's very simple, the way you treat people. Treat people the way you want to be treated or the way they want to be. I mean, just be kind and just listen a little bit more and calm down. Everyone just calm "Calm down. down." Bring the temperature down. Yeah, just calm down. I
0: was speaking to a lawyer the other day, and I just said to him, uh, I go, you know, is there any human (laughs)
1: left
0: in there? Can you find that part? because this is like the temperature is so raised with this you know this particular transaction was happening and it was nothing I had done or any it just he was representing you know these sellers and he really just was there was so much drama just so much unnecessary kind of like additives Mm -hmm. to this thing and look I love lots of colors and stuff but like you said if we can just get back to the primary colors (laughs) you know what I mean like you know uh, just blue red white you know whatever it is some simple stuff
1: that's yeah. funny. We joke around because we have so much, you know, gray and beige and white in our house and yes. the nursery, and we're like, she's not going to know any primary. You know, we <laughs> need to introduce her to some bright red and some orange and some yellow. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Yeah, funny. we get such muted. But so I'm really, um, you know, I try to focus on experiential learning. So going back to when you were saying the handgun was sitting in the middle after the snacks, because so much of what I've seen you know, in corporate America as we do, you know, we have training and you have all of these modules and you have all this stuff. But now and not to, you know, just talk about the business but getting people outside and actually applying. So we are skydiving and hiking and climbing and paddleboarding and you know, doing these fun things but all in the name of leadership and applying that back to, you know, obstacles and challenges, but also just taking it to the next level and shifting your mindset and getting you out of your comfort zone and recognizing and helping people uncover that they can do all of these things. Yeah. It's so innate though.
0: I mean, we did a, there's a place called Wolf Connection, um, near our house and we, my daughter is obsessed with wolves. And so we did a wolf study and they actually make you hike with the pack for about two and a half miles oh, I love that. because by hiking with the pack they they develop a trust you almost mm-hmm. become part of the pack and then when you stop and you sit down um depending on your energy of course because it's all energy um one went up and laid in my daughter's lap Wow. Another one was like licking me in the face. I mean, these are really large animals. And so, like you said, I mean, that was a big reason for me to homeschool was just making sure that whatever knowledge they get, they apply. Mm -hmm. We actually apply the knowledge. So, you're teaching people how to basically become better at business, maybe take their business to the next level. And it's not just like five steps, it's like really
1: applying that knowledge on just such a human level. Is that right? It's human performance. Absolutely. in it's teams and it's teamwork and it's camaraderie. I mean, there's a reason why sports, why football is so popular, yeah. right? Because you've got teams, you have a goal, you know, you're high-fiving and there's something to that. So no matter what... Type of experience we've given clients at the end of the day, someone's usually frustrated, and I've even posted this: You may fall down, you may get wet. This isn't a yoga retreat. You know, yes, that's fantastic. There's a place for that, right. but this isn't it. It's called grit, right for a reason. But you will come out feeling empowered and motivated, and you know more camaraderie with your team, and hopefully, you know better communication skills, and you know there's so many things. And we've seen even if it's an hour, three days, three months. You know, if we do reviews and have people, you know, write about their experience, everybody has a positive, something positive to say about their experience that they've gone through. That's amazing.
0: I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think we have forgotten that we're all in this together. Absolutely. We really are. And I mean, just to be able to lift one another up is is important. Right. I mean, if we weren't meant to all be here, there would just be
1: one. Right. There's right. a lot of us. Yeah. And I think, you know... We were talking earlier about older moms and how we conquer this. And it's, for me, it's one step at a time, right? Keep doing it. And, and a former boss, an amazing boss of mine, you know, gave me a big job back in the day. Yeah. And I was going, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. He was just check one thing off at a time and keep moving on at, at any level, right? Yeah, CEO yeah. level, professional level, whoever it Otherwise, just, you just get overwhelmed, or you're overwhelmed. And then you're just
0: like, I can't do this. Right, right. It's like, but if you see the one box, you're like, I can do that. Correct. And then right. the next one, I can do that. But when
1: you... So it's the same with people for us, right? You're yeah. going to be impacting one life after the next, after the next by your podcast. And then hopefully that person passes it on. And again, it sounds very simple and idealistic, yeah. but it's also realistic, right? It's also realistic that we can impact one person's life and then that can just continue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when I decided, you know, I want to do this, I've had so much experience that I've had to kind of get myself out of and sometimes really alone. I just had to have the mental fortitude to just literally, you know, stop sleeping in the closet because of something that had happened to me, Um, you know, and, and, and just the abuse, like even just finally being able when I was probably about 10 to get out from underneath the bed waiting to get beat. And to go screaming through the house and tell my dad to stop beating my mother. Um, It took just, you know what I mean? There was Mm -hmm. no book. It's just mental fortitude. And and then just, you know, um, just, I guess, I don't know, hoping with this podcast that maybe someone will hear this. I went on The Doctors, the TV show, The Doctors. Mm -hmm. I hadn't talked a lot about my cancer. I don't know why. I just didn't. I was an actress, and I was producing and singing, I, and I was wrestling for the WWE. Mm-hmm. So I just, I didn't want to say, not to say I didn't want to be the poster child for cancer. I just didn't want people to think, you're using the cancer to go on entertainment tonight. It's your platform. It's my platform, because that's not what it was about for me. It was really difficult for me. I mean, I would take a taxi to go get my chemo by myself. Wow. I didn't know anyone. I had just moved to California when this happened, and I had to have emergency surgery, and I just Mm. didn't have anyone. Um, I mean, I I made friends with a really great taxi guy, and if I got Mm. sick on the way home, he knew where to stop um but but yeah I mean just really figuring out like how am I going to help people Mm -hmm. and so when I went on the doctors I was able to kind of finally talk about it in a way with you know an OBGYN that was on the show that was able to say look you know you can't put off getting checked no one likes going really to the doctor um but it's something that we kind of have to do and so you know we all are like, okay, great, we're gonna go
1: get our teeth cleaned and we're gonna go to the doctor, but people forget about their mental health. Oh yeah, well, and have you seen, um, I feel like the topic in the last month or two, we've seen more and more about yeah. t- people talking about mental health and being okay with it and sort of not redefining. It's not so cliche. Right, yeah. yeah. How, does that make, how does that make you feel?
0: I mean, I just I think that for so long I just held on to this thing that I wanted everyone just to think that I was fine. Mm. I just that strength. I needed people to to see me as, oh, this super strong, independent woman that has it all together. Mm. I think we all kind of want that. And then I finally was like, all right, I think it's time to basically, you know, just pull back the curtain and say it's. It's been a struggle. It's been tough, yeah. You know, the days when I just couldn't even get off the bathroom floor. I was so sick from chemo. Yeah. And then had to try to go to an audition because I still had to make my rent. So it's like as much as people think I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, I was not. We were very poor when I was a kid. We had money, then we'd be poor. There's a time we lived in, you know— a a, a mobile home, and and there's no shame in that. I just think for me it's like it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your childhood was like. If you want something in life, there are people that are out there. There are books that you can read. You just have to start with that Mm self-belief that – you know, you're the one putting limitations on yourself Right. and there's really nothing that you can't accomplish. Absolutely. So mental health, I think is really, really important because, Oh my gosh, the depression, the PTSD that I've sort of gone through yeah, is, uh, I just didn't realize how much it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about this. Good. Because people see me as a certain way, and they're like, oh, I had no idea that she actually has dealt with it. and But look how far she's come. Sure.
1: Yeah, and I think with other females, then, um, you'll help with us because we do. Strong A-type, get females want to... Put on that yes. strong persona. That varnish. Because we have to right. sometimes too. So I think apps, that's great.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had a I had an ex-boyfriend at one point. I had a flat tire. And it's not that I can't change a flat tire. I used to race motorcycles. Right. I'm a pretty dirty, gritty girl. But I couldn't get to... It was a Mercedes. and It was a lease. I couldn't get to... Um, my jack. I couldn't get to the jack and so I had to call you know AAA to come and help me or I called Mercedes whatever it was and um, I just felt like I was not in a safe place and people were honking at me and I just come from an audition so I probably had some like Daisy Dukes or something ridiculous (laughs) on that I should not have had on but I just come from an audition that they asked me to dress like this and so um I had called and then I remember his response was uh well, I have a red carpet event, you know, to go to. And I thought, okay, so you're going to leave me on the side of the road. It's getting dark. They're not here yet. And it really made me mad. But then, you know, when we got in this big argument, I really got slapped in the face with the reality, which was he said, you know, but you make sure it's known that you don't need anyone. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I d- here I was saying like no I don't need you. I don't need you. Like I'm that person because I learned that from my dad like I'll cut you out of my life in a hot wow. second. I'm like done. You know, that's not necessarily a healthy thing. I mean, obviously there are some people that need to go out of your life because mm-hmm. they're not they're just really unhealthy people, but it was like wow. What a realization mm-hmm. that you got what you asked for, right, woman. Right. No wonder why no one's
1: helping you. Exactly. Right. You keep because you're just like, I don't need right. you. I can right. do this on my own. So now on a plane, are you the person that if a gentleman says, may I put your bag up? Do you say absolutely? Or do you still?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Um... No, if someone asks, I definitely, yeah, would. I wouldn't necessarily ask someone. Right. I would rather struggle and let it hit me in the head. Me too. Or whatever. Yeah. But if someone asks, yes, I probably then will. Then I let them. Yeah. Let
1: them do that. And I tell my daughter the same, you know, is it's okay, you know, opening doors. Yes. You know, all of these things get back to the basics. But right. I tell her, if you're on a plane and someone asks you, don't ask. Yes, you don't right. have to ask. But if someone asks, let them.
0: Yeah, and it's not even, for me, it's not even male, female. It's just if someone wants to do something that's kind – I mean, that changes the trajectory of my day. Yeah. Even someone holding a door open for me out here in Vegas, I was just like, oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much. I know. I realized um, when I flew with my daughter for the first time, my grandmother lived to 104 years old. Oh, my gosh. She was amazing. So she passed in February, and um, I flew her for the first time. So my husband flew with me, but then he had to come back, and I flew back by myself, talk about amazing people. I mean, I had people that were like, we're grandparents, we'll take her if we have to. I mean, people were helping me break down. I took the Bob stroller on the, I know, I've I've learned a lot. Okay. Yes, (laughs) we all do. Right. And it's, you need both hands to flip it. and I mean, it's amazing, but um, just amazing people. Amazing. Wow. I wish I could have taken pictures with all these people and done a little story or something. Yeah. Right. Back to connections. Oh, and amazing. Oh, my gosh.
0: Listen, life is, business for me is all about connections. I Absolutely. mean, people talk about, oh, you need to cold call. You need to do this. I don't do any of that. I literally just want to make wonderful, true connections, human connections through my experience and my travels because those will last the test of time. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that not only want me to help them today, but they're going to have me help their children And their grandchildren you know should I still kind of be you know in this path Um, but I'll give you a a little tip not that you need it for for any moms that are listening out here I found this really amazing way when you get kids that become toddlers and you're gonna be on an airplane what I do is um, I kind of plan every 20 minutes okay and so they have a backpack that they've never seen before Oh, and fun. they don't get to open it until yeah. they're actually on the airplane. And so inside of it I have like snacks wrapped in like cute little packages with special little ribbon and then I have presents that are just oh, toys cute. that they can open so that way their time is pretty much you know what I mean the whole yeah. entire flight oh, yeah. they're pretty much they're busy good to go. oh I
1: love that that's awesome. yeah. That's my little secret i love it i'm taking that one little secret backpack yeah because i had her you know she was so young you know she's 11 months so she we planned it where my biggest thing was i don't want her ears to get clogged oh gosh yes right so yeah i I kept her tired enough so that it was quick bottle and then she slept and she's a really good traveler oh wow so but you know i have the monsters inc i do that i I allow her to watch something to distract her but yeah she's really good but that's a great tip
0: yeah, I mean, as, as they continue. get older, yeah. I mean, they can definitely watch, but like kids' movies are only what, like an hour? An hour. Yeah. It's not like a three hour Right, <laughs> movie. I know. So then just like, if you're going someplace that's a, like, you know, West Coast to East Coast, that's kind of, you got to figure out, I mean, even these little like puzzles where they can find the pictures and stuff. So yeah. it's always just something brand new
1: because for them, it's just so exciting them packing something that they The same thing, to. right? Yeah. So what's interesting, you know, when I was um, reading about your background is you and I have almost kind of opposite flip-flopped professional background so i went from corporate america to owning my business and doing these crazy grip programs but also you know keynotes and leadership and all that and then you went from wrestling yes and now you're in I wouldn't call it a corporate real estate is yes. maybe not corporate America but yes. it's corporate but what a cool also another story because a lot of what I like to talk about is the topic of transitions and transitioning and I think that's really helpful for women yes and you went from that life fun life yes now to real estate.
0: Which is, I mean, I think it all just sort of goes hand in hand. I mean, even, you know, as an actress, you know, it's, you're dealing with a lot of the same sort of issues. You're dealing with sort of auditioning, Mm -hmm. right? When you go and meet a home seller, it's pretty much an audition. And you have to kind of put your best foot forward and be prepared. And then, you know, there's some rejection Mm -hmm. that is going to come with it. And um, some elements of things that you can't necessarily control. So I think... Everything has prepared me. You know, I always talk about people we like, Oh, why real estate? You don't need to work. You did so much in your other life. You know, you, you have enough money, you don't need to do really anything. But um for real estate means so much to me, only because I didn't have a safe good home. Yeah. And then yeah. I know what it's like not to have money and then how you feel so powerless. Like money cannot cure everything. Right. But me if I can really teach someone and educate them how to build wealth through real estate or even just how to figure out getting that first home um, and what that makes them feel that accomplishment mm-hmm. what it makes them feel to have you know their kids come home to that your safe home sure that's yeah. what you call yeah. it that's your safe places within yeah. those sort of four walls so um, to me I thought you know, this is important as much as to be like, oh, it's like sales. I'm like, it's not sales to me. Mm-mm. It goes so much further Deeper. beyond yeah. sales for me. The commission is like a nice icing on the cake for me, but um, I don't do it for the money. I just couldn't. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people do do things for money, but um, your why to me has to
1: be a lot stronger than that paycheck. Absolutely. Because it's... But I'm sure that's why people are connected with you when you're doing this because they feel that, right? I'm sure there are plenty of real estate agents who don't have the why necessarily. So you've got the the positivity behind you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the story. I mean, it, it can definitely go go both ways. Sometimes I think I should just be in commercial real estate because my heart gets so involved with my families, and it's like things are happening. They're out of my control, and they're upset. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, behind the scenes, I'm, like, crying. <laughs> you know, But I'm like, and then, like, I'm fighting with people, and they don't realize, like, you know, the things that are, like, the negotiations, the, the back and forth That's and stuff. That's happening. Whereas commercial real estate is just like, do the numbers make sense? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it either does or it doesn't. It's not about anyone. A lot less emotion. A lot less. Yeah. yeah. but honestly I mean I talk about it all the time I can't imagine not helping people and I can't imagine I just say alright well I would rather I be in their lives and be going through this with them if they're you know have a death of a parent whatever is happening they need to sell you know mm-hmm. that particular yeah. asset I want to be that person because like I know how I'm going to treat them and I know not only am I going to get them top dollar I just know I'm going to hold their hand throughout that process and which is a little bit different from probably what, like you said, other people. I would imagine.
1: I'm not yeah. quite sure. I've ever heard a <laughs> just like really right, real estate agent talk that way, but it's so true. Yeah. It's amazing. You have to have passion. And also the positive side of it. I mean, yes, you have people who, you know, who've lost their home, lost a family member, but to your point, people who are buying their first home. So exciting. You know, or starting a new chapter or moving to a new area. You right. know, you got the positives too. Or I'm a
0: senior real estate specialist. Yeah. I mean, I've had people that are like, I've fallen down the stairs twice. We cannot navigate these stairs anymore. And I think, oh my gosh, this is their life. Yeah. I have to sell their house and get them into a single story home. You know what I mean? That they're close to their grandchildren. and So I just, I take it so, I know my husband's like, you take it so seriously. (laughs) I'm like, I know, but this is someone's life. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, I guess, I don't know. It matters to me. Yeah. And it should, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. Well, you are lovely. I'm so excited to check out your GRIT program and see what it's all about. I mean, look, I, women uplifting, Anyone, especially other women, we just
1: need so many more of you running around. Well, sorry, not we do. Yes. I didn't mean I cut you off before. I heard you say me? We need more women in general. So but thank you for saying that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: I I think, um, you know, I was at a women's conference real quick. I know we're wrapping up. But a woman in the group said, what do we do? How do we address women who don't support us and who aren't there? And our chief diversity officer at the time said, just let them let them be. Just let. there are so many other women who are yeah. optimistic and who will rally behind you and who will lift you up. Um, we don't have to be mean, right? We just, sure. just let them go and find the, your tribe and find the people who will, because I'm willing to bet everyone in your life, you know, you've cut out the people who probably don't, yeah. and you surround yourself with the people who are lights.
0: So. absolutely well I'm excited to hopefully have you part of my tribe
1: I would love to be going yes forward. and you too I'm yeah. so excited to meet you yeah we'll, is, we'll definitely be with
0: you. keep in touch and uh and uh have a safe I know you're going to be traveling soon so I am uh, hopefully
1: to Cairo so we'll see that's amazing I know that's the, the next bucket list for me with my kids oh really yeah or we're learning come about. With us when are you going? September, we think. Don't tempt me. I'm telling you. If I get the contract, (laughs) if I get the deal, we're going in September. You will get
0: the deal. I'm manifesting. I'm putting it out there. there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so very much and uh, hope to connect again soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you.